on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in a cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bank roll. Can't fold, that's a no. Headshot, case closed. What is up, guys? It's Andy Frisella, and this is the show for the realists. Say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness, and delusions of modern society. And welcome to motherfucking reality, guys. Today we have a very special CTI. We have Andy and DJ and not Matt Graham. Cruise the motherfucking internet. That's what we're going to do. And that's right. I got not Matt Graham here. What's up, bro? How's it going? Thanks Good. for having me. That, is, that actually is Matt Graham, but that's your IG handle, correct? Right. There is no Matt Graham. There's only an absence of one. That's right. <laughs> that, that, his content is so good that when it's not there, you feel like something is missing. Mm. It's poetic. Exactly. That's right. It's intentional. That's right. So what's up, man? Not much, man. Just flew in today. Flew in today. Here, excited to do the podcast. I visualized myself in this room for the past year. So for anyone that thinks that visualization is some bullshit, it's not. Yeah. So Matt is a, a, a I would say a newer friend of mine. Uh, I found his content through one of our mutual friends, and I became an instant fan. Uh, I really appreciate what he's doing. And then I found out that he is uh, a seventy-five harder, um, and has you know, had great success with that. And we figured we just, you know, we're going to stop doing so many full lengths. You know, we're just going to bring people in and let them sit in on CTI. And then like, for those of you guys that don't want to sit in on CTI, uh, you just don't get to be on the show. <laughs> like it's that simple. So uh, that's what we're going to do. Yeah, I'm, you know, yeah. like, like when these guys, they're like, oh, I want to come on the show, but I don't really want to talk. Well, fucking go to somebody else's show. It's very simple. Anyway, I'm glad to have you here, bro. Appreciate it. So glad to be here. How did you now, now let's run through this story. We'll get into the, we'll get into the CTI real quick, but re, just for background, how did you end up here? Well, um, I basically spent a number of years becoming what I call a product of the modern world, mm -hmm. um, which is basically probably your average uh, 18 to 24 year old guy uh, here in the in the in Western civilization, you know, um, being addicted to playing video games, on antidepressants, smoking weed. No offense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get it. But hey, yeah. you know, I'll say that there's a difference between, you know, it being something that controls you and yeah. something that you do as yeah. a, as a, uh, as something you enjoy yeah. after the work is done. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a separate uh, subject. But yeah. So, uh, you know, I went down this deep, dark place for a few years and, and, um, 2020 really woke me up to what was actually, going on in the world. Mm -hmm. And um, obviously the pandemic and, and all the, in the summer of love and yeah. uh, all, all the things that took place then, a lot of things started rising to the surface. And I started seeing that um, we might've been lied to about a few things. And so of course that starts the rabbit hole. You go down the rabbit hole and you, and you learn about what's actually going on. And one of the things that I realized we were lied to about was what we should be prioritizing, especially as men in, in the West. And, um, you know, the West or modern society will want to tell you that you should prioritize comfort and convenience and being happy, whatever that means. Um, and I went down that road and it made me absolutely miserable. So, um, had to try something else. And, um, I started listening to some different people, uh, people more in the, you could call it the right wing side of things. And uh, they were preaching a much different message, message than I had heard um, previously. And I started adopting more of the mindset. 
of uh, of those people and doing what they told me to do. And one of those things was 75 hard. So, you know, when, when that guy's a fucking far right wing, uh, yeah. all the way, you're that dangerous. Guy. Yeah. Major conspiracy theorist. Right. And, uh, <laughs> Absolutely. YouTuber, that. supplement seller. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And, and ice you. cream, ice cream tycoon. That's right. Future ice cream. That's tycoon. a fucking fact. Yeah. That's happening. All Make right. It happen. But, uh, so when people ask me like, okay, what was the thing that got you from there to here? The answer is 75 hard. Like that was, that was the protocol. Um, you know, I don't think, you know, I tell people like, there's not a reason, there's a reason why I don't sell my own program because I don't believe there's a better one because the magic of 75 hard is that it teaches you to do the things that you, that you need to do in order to make progress, period. And I believe that that is fundamentally what people lack. They just can't take action for whatever reason, or they get distracted, which obviously like we live in a world with endless amounts of distraction. So I can empathize with that. But, uh, you know, for anyone listening to this, like if you want to make any sort of progress, it's going to boil down to what are you doing when you wake up every single morning? Mm -hmm. And so 75 hard, uh, uniquely, uh, does this for you because you have to take not only consistent action, but consecutive action. And you really start to understand how momentum works and how the process actually works. And, and, and you understand what the term falling in love with the process means, because by the end of it, you see, you see the result. You're so focused on your tasks every single day. Like that's the program, right? You're not thinking about like, how do I look today? How do I feel mentally today? You're just like, I got to get these tasks done. And that's it. Like that's, that's, that's making progress in life. Like if you want to, yeah. if you want it's to get anywhere, parallel. Yeah. right. It, it, everything that you learn by completing 75 hard, live hard will map to everything else you want to do. Take it in, you know, fitness, business, creating content. That's it. People, you know, they see my growth over the last year, um, making content and they're like, how did you do it? I'm like, I've made over 700 videos in the last year. That's how. Like you get, you get good enough at doing it if you do it That's right. consistently. That's right. And um, not just consistently, but consecutively, mm -hmm. right? So um, that's, that's kind of my, that's kind of the foundation of my message in terms of, you know, what I believe about the world is that it boils down to action. You got to do stuff in order to make stuff happen. And um, shocking, right? Yeah. Believe it or not. Wait, so I can't just sit on my couch or like super glue my hand to a Starbucks counter and shit will change? Make difference. That's right. It's amazing. Man. It's amazing. Believe it or not, the needle does not move by merely thinking about it. Oh, man. <laughs> Dude, I, we're definitely going to piss some people off today. <laughs> yeah, well, we fucking, that's nothing new. It's fine. Um, you know, I think the power of, of the program, dude, first of all, you, you, what I think is cool is like you are a, uh, you are making a tremendous difference with, your message and with the people that are, you're reaching with your message, your young man who's, who's amongst a generation of people that aren't quite in tune with the reality of how things work. And you're sharing that message day in and day out. I personally think you're one of the best examples for someone, uh, for anyone to follow, but especially if you're under 30 years old, you guys should be following not Matt Graham. I believe that's your handle everywhere. Yes. Right? Yep. Okay. Um, and listen to what he's having, what he has to say. It's amazing. He lives it. He lives it every single day. Um, and, and it's an honor to have you here, bro. 
real talk. It's an honor to be here. And um, yeah, I mean, I think the thing that I would say separates me from a lot of the other people that make quote unquote self-improvement content on the internet is the fact that I have lived on both sides of the fence. I've mm -hmm. experienced what it's like to live the lifestyle of the depressed, overweight, you know, hedonist mm -hmm. and the opposite of that. And 100 times out of 100, I would, I would elect to take the hard path and live the life that I'm living now because I've never had more peace, more success, more everything that I've ever wanted. And it's by getting up every day and doing the shit that I do not want to do. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing how that works. You know, I think the, the main power, and by the way, if you're hearing this and you've just heard of 75 Hard, if you go, it's a free program. Okay, we don't charge for it. It's episode 208. Uh, it's on audio platforms only. Okay, so you won't find it on YouTube. It'll give you the exact program. Uh, you follow it and it, it'll give you exactly what he's talking about. Uh, there is a book. If, you, if you're one of these people that has to know all the ins and outs of why things are the way they are, uh, the book will be helpful for you. I'm one of those people. I'm a person that has to know every single detail. Um, so I did write a book about it. It's available on my website, andyfrisella.com. It's definitely not required, uh, but I think it's a worthy investment if, if it's someone that's, you know, that you need to know these things. Um, but you can go to episode 208. It's a free program. And I think the magic and the power of it, dude, um, I think, you know, you, you, you touched on it when you said it teaches you how momentum works and, you know, uh, compounding and consecutive and consistent actions over the course of time. But I also think that the main skill set of discipline and, and the ability to adhere to a plan of any sort is the skill set that most people are missing. You know, we all have ideas. We all have goals. We all have things we want to do. And I was no different. I was one of those people that had all these things too. And I could never figure it out. My main problem was, is I couldn't stick to anything. I just couldn't stick to anything for more than, you know, three or four or five days. And if I got past six or seven days, I was killing it. And the reality is in, in life, that's just not long enough. And so the program, what this does, it's a year-long program called Live Hard. 75 Hard is the beginning of that program. And then there's three 30-day phases that are done over the 12-month period. And it's designed to be repeated over and over again through the course of your life. And the reason it's designed to be repeated over and over again over the course of your life is because it actually helps compound the skill set and you get better and better and better as you go. And I believe that my life is an example of that. I've gotten better every single year. I just turned 44 years old. Um, I'm in the best shape of my life. I thought I was wealthy before I started this shit and, and I was wrong. Um, and, and it all comes down to the ability to just adhere 100% with no compromise, no deviation, no substitution to what you say you're going to do. And when you can do that and you live that way and you look at yourself in the mirror every single night, and you say, did I give it my all? You have nothing to feel bad about, which raises your confidence, raises your belief. It raises all the things that we all say we want and need and lack. And unfortunately, guys, I wish there was, but there's no affirmation, there's no pill, there's no, you know, uh, routine, in, you know, in the morning of meditation that's going to give you confidence. Confidence is earned. Confidence is built. And it's built by doing the things you say you're going to do. And once you develop the skill set of being able to adhere, aka discipline, what can you not do? That's the thing you should be thinking about. What could you achieve? If you had the ability to adhere to any plan that you set out in front of your path, the answer is anything. So it's the ultimate superpower.
And most people just don't put in enough work over the course of time to develop it. I used to look at it. I'm sure you did as well. Uh, like some people were just gifted it, you know, like it was this trait that somebody was born with. Like they just got the discipline trait and I didn't get it. So I'm fucked. Right. And, uh, you know, becoming aware that that's actually a skill set that you develop is very empowering because now you realize, whoa, wait a minute. I'm actually really am in control of my life. Mm -hmm. I actually do have the power to build this skill set that allows me to continue down the path on the path that I want to be on. And dude, uh, you know, the results speak for itself. You know, when we first brought it out five years ago, it was a trend. Well, it's five years old and it's getting bigger and bigger. So trends don't do that. Yeah. Hell of a trend. Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I would say that one of the things that I like about it the most too, is that the, the objective of the program is not to lose any amount of weight, not to yeah. make a certain amount of money, not to feel a certain way. It is to just do these things. Yeah. And if that's your, that's your objective, Alex Hormozzi says it like, you don't commit to the goal. You commit to the actions that are conducive to the goal. That's right. Right. And 75 hard is the only program I believe that's out there that the only thing you have to think about doing are these controllable actions every single day every single day and dude that's that's how that's how winning in anything works in, mm -hmm. in life whether it's building a business whether it's building uh you know an organization or or building a your your physique or a relationship um you know if we looked at our life if we took our lives instead of looking at it like you know 85 years or whatever you think a lifespan is um and we just said okay we're only going to focus on today. Today is our life. And we won that day. And we had the attitude that like, okay, to win, we have to accomplish, you know, and we have the list. Because if you really did that, most people would say, well, fuck, I'm going to live it up. I'm going to go get fucking drunk and we're going to party. But if you could just shrink down your focus to the day in front of you and, and execute today and execute tomorrow and execute the next day, those, that's the, that's the fastest way to get from where you are to where you want to be is by focusing on winning the day, which by the way, I have a whole nother program built around that. Uh, you can find that in episode 16 on the audio feed. It's called win the day. Uh, it's my powerless productivity system. Um, but I mean, dude, I think that if you could just, if people would just stop thinking about it in any other terms than today, like it's today. Yep. Because then when you wake up, dude, the best thing and the, I think the best thing that comes from living that live hard lifestyle, at least for me, is when I wake up in the morning and I don't have the anxiety I used to have. Um, and the reason I don't have the anxiety I used to have was because I know that the day before I did everything that I could have done. So I wake up in the morning and I'm like, okay, all I got to do is do that again. Whereas in the past, when I was not living that way and I was living, you know, the same lifestyle that you were talking about, the pleasure, the comfort, the, the drugs, the alcohol, the fucking fatness, the laziness, all the sins, you know what I'm saying? Um, I would wake up every day with regret and anxiety and I'm like, shit, you know, I'm a hundred pounds overweight at 350 pounds. Right. And I'm thinking like, shit, dude, I got this mountain to climb. Like, uh, you know, I, and, and like it becomes this insurmountable like weight that you have to address and you know you have to address, but you keep putting it off because it's so big. And then because you keep putting it off, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. 
And so one of the things I'm thankful for, man, of, of living that lifestyle, and I know a lot of people don't get it. It's not for everybody, okay? It's cool. It's like None of my shit is for everybody. Uh, if you're listening to this, I'm for people who are for, that want more, that are high achieving, that are ambitious, that are driven. I'm not for you lazy fucks that want to sit on your couch and be a fat fuck. I'm never going to, everything I, you should unfollow me because everything I say is going to make you angry, okay? <laughs> I'm not for you. I'm, I'm for the 2% of people that are driven and willing to do whatever the fuck it takes to build a life they want. That's what I'm for. So like, if you want to feel good about being a fat, lazy piece of shit, I'm not the guy for you, bro. But if you do actually want to change, I can show you how to change. And this is how we do it. We focus on one day at a time. We do that over and over and over and over again in a very short amount of time because we didn't waste any time during the process. Your, your whole life changes. And one of the things that I love the most, bro, is I get to wake up with a clear conscience. I get to wake up knowing, I, dude, I gave, like, like for this year, I've given like almost literally every single day this year I've been on the program. So, because I've had to reset, I've had to restart a couple times. I wake up every day and I'm like, you know what? Like yesterday, like actually yesterday was my birthday. I did all my stuff. I woke up today. I didn't have a hangover from partying. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel bad because I ate a bunch of bad food. I woke up. I looked in the mirror. I'm like still ripped, still handsome. I'm gonna go kick some more ass. And it feels good. You don't wake up feeling like, oh, I've got this massive weight to fucking address. And, and dude, you can address, this can happen for you very quickly. And I, I don't know, there's, there's a lot that comes with it, but I just wish, uh, I wish more people would, would start understanding that what you need is not what you think you need. What you need is actually the discipline to adhere because the discipline to adhere, and this goes into the freedom concept, the discipline to adhere actually gives you the freedom that you're searching for. This is what you're, you, you guys have a misunderstanding of freedom. This is why you're confused about the idea of personal excellence being the ultimate rebellion. It confuses you because you think that laws and politicians and the media dictate your own freedom. And that's not true. You dictate your own freedom. And the, re the reason that we don't have a free society right now in the laws and in the politicians is because we don't have enough individual freedom happening at the ground level. And individual freedom is created by creating discipline, which allows you to become disassociated with all the uh, tentacles of the dependency machine, which is our, our system, right? They want you fat, you're not fat anymore. They want you broke, oh, you're not broke anymore because now you can actually follow through on what you said you were gonna do. They want you, they want you stupid and consuming all their stuff. Well, it's hard to consume all their data when you're busy getting after it, mm -hmm. right? You're putting good stuff in your brain every day. Um, they want you hanging around in the cesspool of social media all day so that you can get your brain flooded. Well, if you make it intentional to hang around people and consume content like my man's content right here to get better every single day, those things change you. You become independent. You become free. Your neighbor sees it. They become free. So like this is, this is all... All of the problems that we have, I'm not saying 75 heart can solve the world's fucking problems, but I'm saying it's a good fucking start. <laughs> I would um, say that. Yeah. <laughs> real shit. yeah. I mean, because when people think about America, and I'll just piggyback off of what you were yeah. saying, when people talk about freedom, and I believe this at one point too, freedom means doing whatever you want. Yeah. And what people fail to understand is that human beings are flawed creatures and they must be governed by something. And that governance is either going to come from you or your wife or 
your parents or the government. Mm -hmm. And you get to choose. And I would advise everyone here to start by doing 75 hard, develop some discipline and learn what self-governance actually looks like. And that's how we facilitate an actually free society mm -hmm. because we are completely independent from any other force that wants to govern us and, and, and control our behavior because right. we control it ourselves. That's right. Love it. We ready to, uh, yeah, we get to cruising. We get to cruising. Let's do it. All right, seatbelts on, gentlemen. Yeah. Guys, make sure you're following Matt, okay? It's not Matt Graham. It's on all platforms, Instagram, uh, TikTok, I believe, your YouTube as well, right? Yep. Yeah. Make sure you're following this dude. He's going to do some badass shit. Yeah. I mean, for his looks, you know, more well, than he's anything a handsome else. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. Getting like Zach Efron vibes a little bit. Before the surgery or after? I didn't even know that. What was the surgery? Oh, he got like some crazy chin surgery oh, no, that no, everyone I'm talking was talking about. Like, 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 yeah, before. Okay. Like well, I appreciate that. High school musical. Uh, uh, all right. Not that far. A little bit older. A little bit older. <laughs> What's wrong with you, man? <laughs> what? All right. All right. Let's fucking do the show. God dang, man. I'm getting uncomfortable in here. <laughs> Guys, don't forget to pay the fee. Is there something you need to tell us for no, real? No, no, man. All right. I'm just no. saying. Yeah. All right. Yeah, don't forget, to, He's pay, a handsome don't guy, forget to pay the fee. Yeah. No ho zone. Yeah, no ho zone. All right. All right. Well, let's get into it. Guys, remember, if you want to see any of these pictures, articles, links, videos, go to andyforsella.com. You can find them linked there. And uh, you can also drop down to YouTube below. Uh, check the description and you can find these uh, linked there. Uh, but first, before we get to headline number one, I like, I like bringing this up because I feel like it's like, like the war of the nerds, for, for lack of a better word. Um, this Elon Musk, Zuckerberg shit, man. Yeah. Oh man, it's heating up. Is it? So, yeah. So you guys seen this? This uh, this headline reads: Elon Musk, fifty-two. I saw this. Challenges Mark Zuckerberg to dick measuring contest uh, as Twitter users flock to threads. Have you guys seen this? So, so Andy, you seen this? No, he man? said. Uh, I thought this was fake. No, no, it's real. I got the tweet. Oh, it's real. Oh yeah, he said. He said Zuck is a cuck on Twitter <laughs> the other day. <laughs> Oh, bro, it's, it's great. That's I the, thought it was the parody page when I, I saw it. I thought it was, too. I thought, because he, he said, I am, he's, what's the tweet? He said literal dick measuring. A contest. literal dick measuring. Like he contest. wants to unroll his shit. Lay it out. But well, he is from Africa. <laughs> he is African. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bro. Oh, so let's dive into this. All right. So uh, this article, this is a New York Post article reading. You like that joke, didn't that you? That was a great one. Yeah. I order the man a trophy. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> and true. Uh, so the article reads, it says, this feud has come to a head. Uh, Elon Musk stooped to a new <laughs> low. Head, huh? Bro, they're, they're little zingers they write, bro. They're great. Uh, but it says, Elon Musk stooped to a new low Sunday as he challenged Mark Zuckerberg to a dick measuring contest in a bizarre tweet. Uh, the Twitter owner, a 52-year-old adult and father <laughs> of 10, <laughs> Made the proposition complete with an emoji of a ruler because, of course, uh, hours after calling the Facebook co-founder a cuck. So this is this is the the thread. OK, so this was not like a one off tweet. It was a response um, to this tweet. Um, and the tweet was shared by Data Hazard on Twitter. Uh, and it says Elon protects free speech. Zuck protects brand speech. Um, and it shows a conversation between Wendy's, uh, the food chain, and, and Mark Zuckerberg, um, to which 
uh, Elon Musk first replied. He says, uh, quote, this platform will protect Anons for this reason particularly. Okay. Um, but then he tweets out this. Zuck is a cuck. <laughs> so um, for those of you who don't know, uh, per the Oxford Language Dictionary, uh, a cuck is a weak or servile man often used as a contemptuous term for a man with moderate or progressive political views. <laughs> Uh, or uh, a man whose wife is sexually unfaithful, a cuckold. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't think he means the first one. Yeah, I don't he think he means. It. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but listen, he could be using both. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so so that's what that means. And so he tweeted. He tweeted Zuck is a cuck, right? Um, and then a couple of hours later, he tweets out this: I propose a literal dick measuring contest. Ruler emoji. Um, now this is this is a battle that's been going on between these two. Um, uh, the, the article continues saying the Tesla CEO's tantrum has also involved a legal uh, threat against Meta, the tech conglomerate that owns and operates Facebook, Instagram, and now Threads, among other social media. Um, so Musk lawyer Alex Spiro fired off a letter to Zuckerberg last Wednesday, accusing Meta of engaging in quote systematic, willful, and unlawful misappropriation of Twitter's trade secrets and other intellectual property, uh, which a uh, company spokesperson had denied. Spiro also called Threads a, quote, copycat of Twitter. Um, and so they've been, uh, they've been rattling on so far. I think uh, Threads have, has amassed over about 100 million users. Um, but let's be honest, we don't know how many of those are actually real. First of all, they're, they basically are kind of making you do it. All right. right. So like, I didn't, I didn't realize this, but Emily came in. She's like, did you get your, so they, here's what they did. They fucking made, they, they put out a bunch of posts saying, Hey, and they used a bunch of social media influencers. I actually know some of them did this. Make sure you go to threads and get your name secured. Okay. So everybody's like, you know, fuck. All right. Well, that makes sense because like, dude, for me, I couldn't get my own fucking name on these platforms because I'm not on them and other people sit on them. Mm -hmm. So I go, I download threads just so I could secure my name, like, because I'm like, I don't fucking know what, what's going to happen. And then, I, and then I look at it, I'm like, I'm not doing this shit. I want to delete the shit. Can't do it. Can't delete it. Can't delete it. What happens if you delete it? You then? delete your whole Instagram. Isn't which, you know crazy? what? I might just do that. <laughs> like, for real. Like, fuck you. Isn't that wild, though? Um, yeah, what, what do we got on this? I mean, I, I think it's time to fight. <laughs> think, i'm think, here for it yeah, i want to see it i think it's time to fight man i i think i i think people should think very long and hard pun intended about one person who is clearly compromised by the fbi who talks about it on joe rogan okay i'm not saying this isn't me saying shit. no speculation like it's no shit. he yeah. talks about it on joe rogan about how the fbi was leaning on him to do certain things and now that's come out at a mass level through this lawsuit that eric schmidt filed um that we talked about on mm -hmm. last cti uh that has basically shown that our three-letter agencies are completely complicit at aggressively censoring these social media platforms and so, so we have a guy here, we have two guys, we have one guy who spent his own money that he made doing other things 
to buy a, a platform to protect, supposedly protects free speech. The reason I say supposedly is because there's still a lot of people having problems on there with free speech. Um, but you have this independent guy who came in and said, I'm spending money to, to fucking buy this shit. And he buys it. And then you have this other guy who owns Facebook, Instagram, and now this new one who admits in public that they censor based upon what the government tells them to do. And here we have everybody jumping onto this because they, it's this new hot thing. That's the thing that blew my mind, man. Like, why so many people just, oh, okay, I'm on that. Like, well, because no, they ran a social media campaign through the influencers on their own platforms on Facebook and Instagram saying, you need to go secure your name. Yeah. Like, they were very smart about how they did it. And then they made it so you couldn't delete. And they did that intentionally, too. So, like, we, ha we have to evaluate who's fucking who. Because this motherfucker has openly admitted that he's just going to do what the government tells him. And then not only that, He's given hundreds of millions of dollars away to these questionable election causes that, you know, appear to have had a drastic impact on our election processes. So we have this one single individual who is controlling speech, okay, and he's passing the buck. No, it's you, bro. Like, if you want everybody to respect you and you want to be cool, it's going to take more than you do in fucking MMA. Okay, you should stand up and say, no, fuck these people. I'm not going to fucking do what they say. This is my company. I built it. If you did actually built it. Right. Okay. Because there's that life log program that everybody talks about uh, where, you know, the CIA ended life log. And then the next day, Facebook came about. So what, what's the truth, bro? What's the truth? And I don't expect them to ever say it either. But the truth is, is like we as consumers should be a little bit smarter than that. Don't you think? Like, should we actually be utilizing platforms over and over and over by the same people who have shown how authoritarian they will become in a situation where control is deemed appropriate. I mean, look what they did during COVID. Look what they did to us. Yep. You see what I'm saying? I don't know, man. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, the character of Mark Zuckerberg aside, which obviously there are a million red flags lining the streets, um, I think that at the very least, people should just look at the principle of contributing to the monopoly of speech on the internet. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think that people think in general, but generally about the, the, the consequences of, of adopting certain technologies right away. And we've seen this time and time and time again, and this is a weird tangent, but this is something that I actually appreciate about the Amish because, you know, obviously we all know the horse and buggy Amish, but there's also like the other type of Amish. And one of the things that I think is cool about them is they, as a community, analyze every single piece of new technology that comes out and decides as a community if it is beneficial to their community or not. And if it is, they adopt it. If it's not, they don't. And that's something that I think that people can learn from uh, in modern society because we're so we're so we have shiny object syndrome. We see new new shiny thing. We're like, ooh, I got to gravitate towards that. Ooh, and we want to be the first. Exactly. Exactly. Right. And I think that that has obviously massive consequences, especially in this scenario, because of who Mark Zuckerberg is, because of the fact that he is trying to gain a monopoly on speech online. Um, yeah, I think that you, before we start jumping the gun and, and abandoning Twitter and other platforms, we have to consider what are the consequences of this? Even again, 
even if he was like the best guy in the world, you know, no, as Kanye says, no one man should have all that power. Yeah. So Facts. dude, I think it's, I think that's exactly correct. The whole entire thing. You know, the problem I see with it too, though, dude, is like, like he's already shown that he's fucking doing this shit. Like, it's not like we're like putting our faith in somebody who hasn't stepped over the line. Like, He's already stepped over the line. These people have already shown the willingness to censor like literal life-saving information. You know, we can look back to what they did with ivermectin. Ivermectin is a proven therapeutic for COVID. We said this on the show from day fucking one. I had experts on the show to talk about it. And they what they do? They censored the message. They, they de-platform people. They ran a whole hit campaign on Joe Rogan for fucking two weeks making him look yellow and shit like dude these people will do whatever the fuck they have to do even if it causes people to die which that did and there still needs to be accountability for that that's a whole different topic you know people have forgotten oh man you know you mean we actually had all these therapeutics the whole time COVID was going on yes the whole entire time then not only that so, so that means you didn't even need a vaccine Right. So then they created this thing to make all this money, imposed all this control. And these people have already shown they're willing to do it. And yet every knucklehead on the Internet is over there using it now because of what you said, DJ. It's new. And people feel like, oh, man, I missed the boat with TikTok. I missed the boat with Instagram. I ain't missing this one. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, I don't FOMO. fuck with boats. It is. And it's 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 really what it is, is it's greed. It's preying on people's greed for attention because we live in an attention economy. Yep. Real shit. Well, guys, let's get into our headlines. We got uh, oh first... shit. I thought we. I thought that was a headline. No, nah, that was just a little intro. I was just thing. talking shit, huh? Yeah, just banter. Okay. We got war of the nerds. Man. All right, warming up to talk some real shit. Yeah, here we got go. It. Here we go. Headline number one. Uh, this is a very interesting article. I wanted to to bring this out just to show some uh, contrast here. Um, so uh, headline number one reads: Trump special prosecutor probe spent over nine million dollars so far. Okay, now this is a political art, uh, article. Um, they're typically more center left, uh, more left leaning, I would I would say. Um, but this is a very very interesting article. So let's dive into it. Right, <clears throat> so it reads: The special prosecutor pressing a criminal case against former President Donald Trump over sensitive national security documents kept at his Florida home incurred over nine million dollars in cost since being handed the assignment. Late last year, newly released reports shows a special counsel, Jack Smith, tallied about five point four million dollars in personnel, rent and other expenses on his own budget and prompted about three point eight million dollars in spending by other Justice Department agencies in the roughly four months after he was tapped by Attorney General Merrick Garland last November to lead the classified documents probe as well as investigations related to efforts to overturn the 2020 presidential election results, according to figures DOJ released Friday. So in four months, $9 million he spent on this Trump uh, special counsel. Okay. How? That's $9 million of our money. Okay. Just keep that. Yeah, that's your, that's your, <laughs> oh man. Oh, it gets better. Um, and, uh, uh, of the $3.8 million in the off-budget expenses, more than half, or almost $2 million, was spending by the U.S. Marshal Service, a DOJ spokesperson said. The agency provides a security detail for the special prosecutor, 
who has been seen flanked by deputy marshals as he commutes to and from his Washington office. So $2 million just on security, again, that we pay for. All right. Now, so, so just to be clear, we're paying our tax dollars. We're paying uh-huh. for them to investigate Donald Trump Correct. and then also their private security to investigate Donald Trump. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. How do y'all feel about that? Oh, Let man. us know that in the comments. Well, so, so this is what I like about this, this article here is because they also, you know, there's been a couple of special, uh, special prosecutors, right? Um, and Politico did an amazing job of bringing those other numbers into, uh, into the article. So, um, for example, by contrast, a special counsel appointed in January to look into President Joe Biden's handling of classified documents discovered in his Delaware home spent $615,000 through March and led other parts of DOJ to incur about $572,000 in spend. So a little bit over a million dollars in roughly the same amount of time to investigate Joe Biden, but $9 million in roughly the same amount of time to investigate Donald Trump. Uh, however, Special Counsel Robert Hurd didn't officially assume his post until January, providing a limited window into his initial activity before the semi-annual spending reports. Um, here's another example. You have a third Special Counsel, John Durham. He spent $1.1 million in the six months preceding March 31st as he wrapped up his report on the FBI's handling of the Trump-Russia probe uh, that loomed over Trump's administration for much of his term. Uh, as Durham's probe wound down, DOJ uh, incurred few expenses for his probe during that period, totaling only about $59,000. All right, now, there was another uh, special prosecutor that was put in, a uh, really, really big, uh, big, big case, but special counsel Robert Mueller, you guys remember that one? Uh, named in 2017 to investigate allegations of Russia influence of the 2016 Trump presidential campaign. Yeah, $31.45 million. Now, we should say, as you're reading this, that they spent $31.45 million investigating a document that has since been found to have been manufactured by Adam Schiff and Hillary Clinton. So do we, do we see the, the trend here? Do you see the trim? You know what it reminded me of, Andy? It reminded me of our good friend Eric Greitens and how they dumped $30 million in the matter of uh, a couple of weeks. In the last 30 days, okay, he was leading all. Now, by the way, I'll say this. We got Eric Schmidt. I like Eric Schmidt a lot. Yeah. He's a great friend of mine. Eric Greitens is also a great friend of mine. These dudes are both friends of mine. They happen to be running against each other. It is what the fuck it is. I'm sure they'll kiss and make up one day. But what they did, they haven't yet. Right? Uh, but I love you guys both. Well, Elon, a uh, yeah. Well, Elon, no, it's not that bad. <laughs> fight but, on the undercard. But dude, but Greitens has a real gripe. Yeah. Okay. Because they spent thirty million dollars against Greitens in the last thirty fucking days of the of the primary cycle for uh, the Republican candidate for, for U.S. Senate. U.S. Senate here in Missouri, and he was running against Eric Schmidt and a couple other people. And the ads that they ran against this man were promoting him to be a child abuser, a child beater, which is all bullshit. It has since been proven to be bullshit. In fact, it was proven to be bullshit like four fucking days after the fucking primary. And they were handing out propaganda at the polls talking about this man who has never laid a fucking hand on his own kids 
that he was some sort of child abusing like fuckhead. Mm -hmm. Okay. And this is one of the smartest, most intelligent people that I've ever met. He's got a PhD from fucking Oxford. He's a Navy SEAL. He's a fucking Rhodes Scholar. This dude is, he's a good dude. Solid dude. Yeah. And like they ruined this dude's reputation with the $30 million. Dude, to me, it still makes me fucking sick. Oh, dude. It pisses me off so bad. But this just reminded me of it. It's like, you know, whoever their enemy is, look at the amount of money that they dump in. To try and attack them. Over $30 million in the Robert Mueller shit, right? But then you look at who they need to be attacking, they spend less Less than $2 million. Well, what does that tell you? I know what it tells me, Andy. What's it tell you? What? I mean, should we, is it Tim Foyle? I mean, no, it's not even Tim Foyle, bro. <laughs> it's just real shit. Yeah. We have a completely biased, weaponized legal system against anyone who's coming in and threatening it at all. You know why they spent $30 million on Griden? Because Griden's wanting to fire everybody and burn the government down and build a new one. Which is exactly what the fuck needs to happen. Okay? That's why Trump gets the shit he gets. That's why any single American patriot that stands up and says the things that we say on this show every single day, they spend money to fuck with. This is why they run articles in the New York Post about 75 hard, saying that I'm fucking hurting people with 75 hard. This is why they do this shit. So anybody that threatens their fucking matrix of power is villainized. And you guys, you know, like, we can look across the board. But do you think it's a coincidence that anybody that stands remotely against these people gets this, this treatment? It's fucking hammered. Come on, man. This is, this is the way they do it. This is why it's important to stand up against it. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think that if you're, if you're not making enemies with these people, then you're probably not on the target enough. Yeah. Um, I think that if you look at some of the people that are the most... Uh, villainized and attacked by quote unquote the matrix um then that's a good indicator that they're on the right path yeah i think it's important for people to like we have to get smarter you know like i see you know why the left always wins and the right fucking always loses besides the cheating because we play the high game no they stick together and the right doesn't like dude the like we have to quit looking for perfection from the people who are standing up against this evil shit. Like we're, we, the people, when when I say we, I mean, common sense America, I'm talking center and right. I'm not talking the far left. I'm talking even classic Democrats. Okay. Reasonable Democrats, the 80% of common sense, not crazy fucking humans. I'm talking to all of them. If we continue to judge people that we are trying to elect to do a job, on areas of life that are not really related to the job and we expect perfection from human beings in order to be qualified to do that job, we will never have the most qualified people available to do the job because every single fucking human, you, me, everybody else has done some shit in the past that makes them look fucking in a negative light, okay? That's the reality. That's what's so until we smarten up and wise up and start like not attacking each other for these personal issues like, dude, like what I see going on between the Trumpers and the DeSantis people like that's not productive. That's not productive. OK, we we have adopted the we the common sense have adopted the weapons that have been used 
by the left that have been introduced intentionally to divide us, we have now adopted that inside of ourselves and our own culture. So like for the last 10 years, up until the last you know year maybe, we had a far progressive left cancel culture, right? Like if you said anything that they deemed any of the things, the is, misogynist, racist, fucking anything, no matter if it was true or not true, they fucking canceled your shit with fake traffic and fake bots, which is why cancel culture never really affected any real businesses. It was just a threat to, and it intimidated people into silence. But now we have this thing going on with the 80% of people, which is real numbers. This is why when people cancel Bud Light, it goes down billions and billions and billions of dollars because the numbers are over here in the common sense. But what needs to happen is in the common sense is that people stop canceling each other and critiquing each other and holding each other accountable to this level of perfection that is unobtainable by any human being in order to qualify to do a job that we need to have done. And that's something that we need to all leave behind. Like, bro, like if you dig deep enough, you're going to find some skeletons in everybody's closet. Yours included. So, you know. That's so real, man. Because yeah. the left will have a candidate that, you know, let's say there's 10 bro, things. Bro, if you got a candidate. motherfucker operating on you, do you give a fuck if he fucking uh, cheated on his girlfriend fucking seven years ago? No. Do you just, care? Just don't kill me, bro. <laughs> do, do you care as long as he's the, if you got a pilot who's the best fucking pilot in the world and he happens to have, uh, you know, fucking, I don't know. And, and like, the funny thing is, is like the shit these motherfuckers have done is like real evil shit. Mm -hmm. Like we got videos of Joe Biden sniffing little kids all over the fucking internet. We got videos of, uh, uh, we've got his own daughter talking about him showering with her and it traumatizing her. We have them denying the fact that there's a little girl in Arkansas that belongs to their family that they're not saying belongs to it. Like, right. Dude, these people are shitty people, but yet you guys all look the other, these leftists all look the other way and let those people do all this shitty stuff. And then, you, you, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, that's it's what I'm a saying. lot of hypocrisy. Dude, the left will have a person, let's say there's 10 things, right? Nine out of 10 of those things could be fucking devastating, fucked up shit, but they still hold on to them. Whereas on the right, we can have a person, and let's say nine out of those 10 things are great because of that one thing, it's fuck them. Yeah, it's a terrible culture. Yeah, man. the far, the far, the far conservative culture is unwinnable mm -hmm. because you have to be so perfect. And by the way, none of them are perfect. None of them. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, I've grown up in conservative America. All you motherfuckers out there saying, "Oh, fucking, totally live my life with straight and narrow." Blah blah blah. All right, let's dig into this shit. Mm -hmm. Let's put you under the fucking spotlight. Let's find the fuck out. All right, but it won't happen because you don't put yourself out there. But the reality is, is that we have a lot of hypocrites in this fucking country that are keeping the country from moving forward based upon unreal, realistic expectations of a human being. And like, dude, I don't know about you, but when I want a job done, I'm hiring a motherfucker to do the job. That's what I, that's all I care about. That's all it should be about. Yeah. The left uses this tactic, both the left and the right use this tactic, but the, but this difference between the two is that the left is in power right now. Yeah. That's the difference. Yeah. It's kind of like if all the cool kids are at the lunch table and they're saying, no, you have to fit this certain criteria to sit at the lunch table. Then one person gets excluded. Another person gets excluded. Another person gets excluded until you have an entirely new lunch table that they're like, fuck these guys. Yeah. I'm just going to sit at this lunch yeah. table. I think that's where we're at. That's exactly where yeah. we're at. And this is a little bit of a metaphor, but you know, when you're extremely overweight, 
I often tell people like the further you are from the your goals, the simpler the 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 remedy is, the simpler the solution is. If yeah. you're completely overweight, you just need to eat fewer calories and move your body. But if you're trying to get from 10% body fat to 7% body fat, the 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 minutia matters a lot more. Right. And where we're at currently, and I'm in a lot of these conservative sort of circles and they're they're the types that you're describing you know yeah. if you don't believe if you're not in this section of christianity then you're then you are our enemy you, you're, you're out exactly you're no matter out. if all the rest of the stuff you say or do is good right exactly yeah so we're we have to understand where we're at and the question is is like do you want to enforce your version of reality on the world or do you actually want to win that's the operative question so we are as a country, the overweight, the, the the morbidly obese person that just has to consume fewer calories and and, and walk a little bit yes. to, to start making progress. So we have to start asking ourselves, okay, who aligns with us on the most basic fundamental issues? Okay, let's not have kids mutilating their genitals. That's I a good start. We can all agree there. That's a good, good start. start. Yeah. All right. Let's let's operate from that perspective. Yeah. And then let, let's find more what we have in common and then as we gain more ground, then we can start worrying about the minutia and the, right. uh, these little issues and that little, those little issues. And I think that's the approach we have to take, which is why, you know, I have beliefs about the world and I believe very specific things that probably you disagree with and you disagree with, but that doesn't matter right now. We're not in a position We're where- We're so far away from even having that discussion, bro. It's not even worth having. And exactly. if we don't worry about this shit right here in front We're of us- We're all going to be dead. Right. <laughs> yeah. We we we'll never to, get to that shit. Yeah. We have to set our priorities straight. I love that, man. And so if we actually want to make progress, if we actually want to, you know, get the country back, then that's how we're going to have to start thinking about things. Yeah. Otherwise, we've lost it. 100%, I dude. It. I love that. I, I think you're 100% spot on with that. Yep. We're over here arguing about the ins and outs of the fucking pinnacle of potential of we're fucking sitting on the couch and haven't even moved yet. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, it, this is, it, it's super, dude, it's super. This should be really simple. It should be like this. Hey, we're about to lose our fucking country forever and, and to communism. We're about to really lose it to communism. We're about to lose the ability to be free. We're about to become complete subjects of a ruling class forever. And that hurts all of us. And you, those of you who are Democrats, it hurts you too. And those of you who are ultra far right wing, you know, uh, ultra MAGA, whatever the fuck they call them, <laughs> you know, it hurts you guys too. And like, dude, we, we have to, and like, that's why, like, it's so, I think of it like above the line and below the line issues, right? Mm -hmm. The, the media matrix and the, the, the power matrix is really good at getting us all to argue about the below the line issues. The minutia. Right. Yeah. yeah. They, they want us to argue about abortion. They want us to argue about, uh, you know, race. They want us to argue about gender. They want us to argue about all these things when in reality, bro, we're, we're the above the line issues, right? The economy, right? Our actual freedom, um, what's being taught in our schools, you know? And, and really, they're experts at getting us to fucking hate each other over the shit that is, like you said, it's, it's, it's not relevant right now. What's mm -hmm. relevant is, is that we come together and, and stop the tyranny from fully... Uh, uh, materializing. Yeah. And I don't think any of us will sit here and say that topics like abortion, topics like gender, topics, topics like race 
aren't important. No, I they think, are. Yeah. They're just not important right now. Yeah. And I, well, I think there's an argument too. I think when we, when I think when, I think the abortion argument is becoming more of a, of a, more of a problem, not because of the ethical argument, which everybody loves to argue about, but actually from the population argument. Yes. We're flooding this country with people that are not from this country that come from all over the place intentionally. And the people who actually are from this country are not reproducing at a rate. And what does that mean for the next 50 years? And that's something to talk about. Like, if we want to really talk about abortion, let's talk about that because that's a real thing. That's not just the ethical argument. That is the argument that matters to the sustainability of an actual civilization. Right. Yep. And no one ever talks about that part of it, you know, and, and as I, you know, I'm, you guys know, I'm, I've been talked about this and a lot of people disagree and that's fine, but I've always been a pro-choice person. But as I start to recognize the implications over the course of the next 50 or hundred years, I'm starting to lean more and more towards like pro-life and we need to come up with better solutions for, for these kids that nobody wants. So, yeah, we have to we have to incentivize having children. I think that if you are a relatively intelligent person that has good morals, that wants to see good happen in the world, that you actually have an obligation to have children. Yeah. And if you can't, that's one thing. Not everyone's called to have children. Yeah. But if you if you are choosing Thank you for not making to, that point, because nobody ever says that. Yeah, I, of course. People say that shit because we don't have we can't have kids. People say that shit to all the time. They're like. Like they'll hit me up. They'll be like, bro, when are you going to have kids? I'm like, I'm 40 fucking four. She's 41, bro. Do you not take a hint? Like, you know, it ain't like we didn't try. No, we practice every day. I'm just saying. <laughs> like, it, you know, well, I just appreciate you hitting on that. Well, yeah, of course. Like people don't think about that. Yeah. Some of the closest people to me in my life, some of the most influential people to me in my life don't have kids. They played that parental role in my life. And I think that the role that you're playing, and I talked to um, Gina, uh, on tempo about yeah, this yeah. recently, you she's know, awesome. like she's great. Yeah. Yeah. The, the impact that you're having on the world is arguably far greater than, than you would if you, if you had kids, because that would allocate your time to other places. And you're, you're, instead of raising one or two or three children, you're raising an entire generation of people and, and how Thank you've you. done that. I mean, it's legit. Yeah. Like you're one of the most influential people in, in my life. And I know that a lot of people listening to this can say the same thing. And I don't think you would have been able to make the same level of impact if your attention was other places. So no, not everyone's called to have children and some people have greater purposes in the world. But if you are somebody who is thinking about it, is considering it, can have children, I think that you absolutely should and you have a duty to. Yeah, I agree with that 100%, dude. And that's not something I felt three or four years ago. That's something that I've felt recently. Yeah, well, the the population uh, issue is obviously part of it, but just from a culture perspective, right? Like the only way, because the argument that a lot of people have is like, well, the world's going to shit, so I don't want to bring children into this world. And I say to them, like, the only way to not guarantee that the world goes to shit is to put good people in it. Yeah. Because they're going to be the ones that if you teach them the right things, will change the the course of the ship. Yeah. It's the only way. Yeah, it is. You know, like we think that we can do and we can do a lot in our lifetime. Right. But 
if we actually get the job done, it's not going to happen in our lifetime. Yeah. It's going to happen in our kids and grandkids' lifetime. Yeah. You know, we're planting the seed, but we're never going to sit under the tree. Yeah. That's real that's shit, fucking man. great perspective, dude. Yeah. Guys, tell us what you think. That was headline number one. Let's keep cruising. Got headline. I appreciate all that stuff you said, too. Real talk. Got headline number two. Headline number two reads. The U.S. will provide cluster bombs to Ukraine and defends the delivery of controversial weapons. You guys see this? The, the Dems are having a hard time handling this route right now. Are they? Yeah, because they, they talk so much shit on cluster bombs and how bad they are. And now they're number they, one. I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. do cluster they bombs. Don't like cluster bombs? Oh, they're nasty, bro. They're nasty. <laughs> they're nasty. So It's supposed to be, isn't it? I mean, yeah, but I mean, they're, 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 they're bad. <laughs> like, it's up there. It's, it's actually on... Uh, it's, it's, it's actually like in the international community kind of agreed upon that we're not using these no more. Um, uh, so this is a, a AP News article. Uh, it reads, um, President Joe Biden on Friday defended what he said was a, quote, difficult decision to provide cluster munitions to Ukraine, a move the administration said was key to the fight and betrayed by Ukraine's promise uh, to use the controversial bombs carefully. Uh, the decision comes on the eve of the NATO summit in Lithuania, where Biden is likely to face questions from allies on why the U.S. would send a weapon into Ukraine that more than two-thirds of alliance members have banned because it has a track record for causing many civilian casualties. Quote, it took me a while to be convinced to do it, said Biden on a CNN interview. He added that he ultimately took the Defense Department's recommendation to provide the munitions and discussed the matter with allies and with lawmakers on the Hill. Uh, he said, quote, the Ukrainians are running out of ammunition, and the cluster bombs will provide a temporary fix to help stop Russian tanks. Um, now, I thought they were whooping everybody's ass. I thought they were whooping yeah. everybody's ass. Um, but here's the thing. Let's point out some, some political bias here with AP News, because they left out a big deal. Um, this headline circulating, Biden lets American military info slip during live interview. So during that same interview, that same CNN head, uh, uh, interview with President Biden, he didn't just leave it at the Ukrainians are running out of ammunition. Biden said, quote, this is a war relating to munitions and they're running out of that ammunition and we're low on it. He let it slip. He let it slip. And people are, bro, people are bashing him. This tweet uh, by Logan Dobson, he says, quote, love when the president of America goes on CNN to tell everyone we're low on ammo. Great optics. He's asking for it. Listen, dude. Th this, all right. If at this point in time, you still do not understand that what they're doing is the intentional destruction of the United States of America, this should be the final thing that wakes you up. The strategic oil reserves are at an all-time low. Okay, we have open border with the southern border. We have millions of undocumented immigrants, quote unquote, migrants that are actually criminals from these third world places coming across. We have our economy is fucked. Our fucking inner cities are intentionally being destroyed by letting the violent criminals out with things like they're doing in L.A. with no bail and shit mm -hmm. like that. OK. They're becoming unlivable. All right. We have all of our weapons being sent. By the way, a whole bunch of them got left in Afghanistan. And then now, because all you guys put this flag in your bio and got behind it, the same way you wore a fucking mask and didn't think about it, 
Okay, now we're in a situation where they've gotten the green light to send all of our fucking military resources, our equipment, not our men, our equipment, which is equally as important, I think anybody would argue, uh, to this place to do a fucking war that really has nothing to do with anything here other than protecting their interests and the crimes that they've committed. All right? And if you don't think that our real enemies, China, okay, if you don't understand that, which has been shown, that Biden is on the fucking receiving end of money from China for policy decisions, and you can't connect the fact that they're doing this all intentionally because China is making these people do it, why would they be making those people do it? Do you think it's just to, I don't know, for fun? Yeah. Let's no. Just laugh at America. They're That's doing it because they want to take our shit. Yep. And you guys don't realize that. Like, you live in your little bubble and you think everything's going to be cool because you get to go to fucking McDonald's and all this shit. And, bro, we're like the most vulnerable we've ever been ever in the history of this country because of this guy that they put in power who is shown to be taking money from these and, and, and then presented as some sort of senile, incapable, pants-shitting, elderly man, okay? And then everybody said, while they're doing this the whole time, everybody's saying, oh, dude, he's just old. He's just senile. These guys are so stupid. Ha, ha, ha. Look how stupid they are. They're not stupid. This is intentional. And the mistake you're making is that you think this is an accident and this guy's just incapable when in reality they're putting us on a silver platter for our enemies to literally take our fucking country away. And that's your shit. That's your house. That's your neighborhood. That's your life. That's your kids. That's your future. All being put on a silver platter and then you call me a fucking conspiracy theorist for fucking putting the shit together for you to see. Like, what else would it take to convince you that this is what's happening? Because that is what's happening. That's what's happening. I, I, I like, do, am I 100% sure? I don't think I can be 100% sure, but I'm fucking 99.99% sure. COVID survival rate. Yes. At least. <laughs> I'm at least that sure. <laughs> like, holy fuck, guys. Oh, man. Yeah, it, I mean, if you think that Joe Biden is making these decisions, you don't understand what's going on. Joe Biden hasn't made a decision in three years. I agree. And so no, it's funny. No, he makes at least one decision in the morning. What, which, which, which color diaper to wear? Or, or like Raisin Bran Crunch versus regular Raisin right. Bran with extra raisins. I'm sure he makes at least like right. those. One sniff or two sniffs. Right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. That's a fact. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and it's funny because if you look at, if, if you operate under the assumption that these people are trying to intentionally destroy a country, what are the things that they're focusing on? They're focusing on depleting the military. They're focusing on opening the border and they're focusing on destroying the economy. These are the three things they, they focus on, which also happen to be the very same issues that Donald Trump excelled at the most. His crowning achievements in every single area of his presidency was trade, immigration, and the military. So if you're thinking about who is the best option for 2024, it's probably the person that's the best on those issues. Dude, no matter what else, that's it. Yep. And then, oh, well, I don't like him. Well, he's the one that they gave us to choose from, dude. I don't know what to tell you. 
Like, we're going to not vote because you don't like the way the dude's fucking tweets. You know what I'm saying? Right, it makes exactly. No sense. And, and, and for a multitude of reasons, but, you know, the, uh, to me, the massive reason that Trump is the guy is because he has a proven track record of being excellent at these things. He rebuilt the military, he shut down the border, and he revitalized the economy. Those are the three things that matter right now. When you talk about what actually matters, is it, you know, the way, like you said, the way he tweets, the way he talks, whether or not he had classified information at the, no, none of that matters. What actually matters is what fundamental pieces that make up a strong country are being catered to. And um, he does that better than anyone else. And we know that he does that better than anyone else. Because he's already done it. Right. So sure, I can appreciate Ron DeSantis, I because I I live in Florida. Yeah, I can appreciate guys like RFK Jr. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole other tangent. I actually like that he's having conversations that nobody else is having. You know, in terms of like you know vaccines and um, you know poison in the water, poison in the food supply, or hormones, all that other stuff. I think that's going to be very interesting to see how those conversations play out in 2024. But you know, to me, it's not a question who the guy is because. Where our country is bleeding is where he excels the most. Yeah. And so that's my, that's my take on it. Dude, it's hard for me to, it's really hard for me to, I don't know, to, to really understand how people cannot connect these dots that this is actually happening. Like, I almost think that it's so bad that people are like, this can't really be what's happening. Mm-hmm. No, this is what the fuck has been going on. And this is why I do this show. Do you think that I'm going to... T- do you know how much, oh man, do you know how much I gave up monetarily to do this show? Dude, the MFCO project was the number one fucking entrepreneur project in the fucking world, bro. Okay, do you know how much extra money I'd be making right now had I just continued to do that? Like, dude, do you think I would do that if I didn't believe this was actually happening? Like, we're in danger. Our country's in fucking danger. You're in danger. Your fucking family's in danger. And the more that you continue to, give this guy a pass the more you're denying that reality and putting yourself in more danger and if we lived in any other time like any other time any other time according to the constitution of the united states this man would be already arrested by our military they would be arrested and removed from power and in my opinion the fact that that hasn't happened is treasonous in itself that's my opinion Like, how fucking much further is this going to be allowed to go? And all of you guys up on Capitol Hill and you senators and uh, Congress people and you say you're making change, how much longer are you going to wait to start calling for these actions to happen? Because, dude, the guy's saying it himself. We're low on ammo. Well, we're also low on all this other shit. We've got all this other shit lining up to the fact of putting us as like this fat, juicy Thanksgiving dinner for China to come in and fucking eat. And by the way, if you think this is just like cultural destruction, which a lot of people say that, they're like, China's not interested in our land. What the fuck are you talking about, bro? We have the most natural resource rich land on the fucking planet. That's why everybody wants our shit. Okay. And we don't even use it. So, so dude, this is denial. Like you guys are in denial that don't believe this. And we have to start calling for actual drastic accountability by the people who are in power, that do have some sort of patriotic responsibility. But the reality is, dude, if this was happening at any other time with any other person, this motherfucker be in jail. 
And we're, we're continuing allowing, like, I, dude, it's frustrating. Like, I don't understand how you guys who are in the, in the three-letter agencies and are in the military, like, how you could sit by and just fucking allow this to happen. Yeah. Like, dude, this is going to fuck. No, bro. This is going to kill you, too. This is going to get your family, too. Your kids, too. Like, why the fuck are you guys not working together to solve this? This is why it goes back to personal excellence, because when you, when you call for accountability and the only people that are in a position to hold people accountable are weak, you have to be the type of person that can hold people accountable and, and enforce good in the world. Dude, think about this. You want to think about something scary? In five more years, who's going to be in the military? Exactly. They've already eroded all of, all of the things required to be an effective soldier out of these young kids. They remove their competitive nature. They've rounded off all the corners. They've made everything easy. They've made being an alpha male toxic. Being manly is no longer something that these kids are actually taught. Which they are even, in China. Dude, they got fucking summer camps where these kids go and shoot fucking RPGs at eight years old. That's a fucking rocket launcher for those of you that don't understand. Okay? Their kids are shooting rocket launchers. Our kids are cutting their dicks off. Do you not understand where this is fucking going? Like, we are in danger. And it's going to require every single person to step the fuck up to stop it. Okay? And that means using your fucking voice. That means also making commitments in, like Matt said, personal development, personal excellence, because we're going to have to somehow raise a generation of people that can actually do the jobs required to run this country and protect it. And right now we have a gap. There's a gap of people right now that are going to be ill-equipped to do so. And they are between the ages of fucking 10 and 20 years old. So in 10 more years, those are going to be the people that are supposed to fucking run the power lines and do the construction and be our protection for our military. How effective do you think they're really going to be? We have a lot to correct here. And if you're a parent, this means your job as a parent becomes the most fucking important thing ever, ever, okay? For you to raise a high skill level, high drive, high functioning, quality American human being from the ground up. You have to be that yourself first. A hundred percent, dude. And that's another way that we can fix it because we can transform some of the softness into that into ourselves so that it trickles down. Yep. Real shit, man. Scary shit, man. Guys, Dude, it's fucking scary. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. Headline number three, guys. Starting final headline. Uh, headline number three reads, Sound of Freedom exceeds expectations with $40 million box office opening. Um, so this is a big deal, man. It's making a lot of noise. So Sound of Freedom's opening weekend earned $18 million and took the number three spot at the box office. The film... Uh, which is distributed by Angel Studios, details the true story of how Tim Ballard, a former federal agent with the Department of Homeland Security, quit his job and risked his life to journey into the jungles of Colombia uh, in an effort to save children from slavery. Quote, uh, as with our July 4th numbers, today's numbers exceed our expectations and we're going to continue this momentum. Sound of Freedom has taken on a life of its own. Uh, Angel Studios head of theatrical distribution, Brandy, uh, Brandon Purdy, told the Washington Examiner in a statement, quote, we're getting messages from all over the country telling us about packed theaters, sold out theaters and spontaneous standing ovations for the film in numerous locations. Uh, so to date, 
The true life thriller has grossed more than $40 million, according to box office reports. The film opened in two, uh, 2,800 theaters and earned an A-plus rating from CinemaScore. Uh, the film features uh, Jim Caviezel from The Passion of the Christ, Academy Award winner Mira uh, Sorvino from Mighty Aphrodite, and Bill Camp from 12 Years a Slave. Uh, the film was produced by Eduardo uh, Verastigue and was written and directed by Alejandro Monteverde. Here is the film's trailer. How the How? fuck I don't do you know. read those names? But you can't <laughs> because I practiced those. I those practiced are some those. tough names. Yeah, I practiced those really well. <laughs> I did those a couple of times before the show. Where's it? Can we get like a Stan Smith over here or something? Yeah, <laughs> Steve. Yeah, Steve. yeah, yeah. You fucked that up though. You get Steve Smith fucked up, but you'll say Alejandro Monteverde all day long, bro. Guys, let's see the trailer, man. Let's see the trailer. Here's the trailer for you. How'd that make you feel? Giving a child his freedom. Felt good. You have been at this for 12 years. My country tis of thee. Why are you doing it? Because God's children are not for sale. It is the fastest growing international crime network that the world has ever seen. For Homeland Security, you know we can't go off rescuing Honduran kids in Colombia. This job tears you to pieces. And, my and this is my one chance to put those pieces back together. And, and yet somehow, you have failed to bring me one real world lead. It's over, Tim. Close up and come back home. So you quit your job and you go and rescue those kids. South of that river, it's all rebel territory. No one goes in. What if this was your daughter? So, she's gone. that that's the sound of freedom uh guys you know, can't show it on youtube but we uh will link the uh trailer for the video for sound of freedom if you guys haven't seen it just yet we'll link it down in the description but um super moving right uh now a couple of people online uh mainstream media is picking it up uh, but here's the thing. It's getting trashed. So this is a Fox News headline. Human trafficking film, Sound of Freedom, trashed by liberal outlets as QAnon adjacent. Uh, so multiple liberal outlets have trashed the new film, Sound of Freedom, as QAnon adjacent uh, and fit for QAnon in recent days. Uh, descriptions that relegate the film about human trafficking to fodder for conspiracy theories. Uh, now, you guys remember... Uh, a couple of years ago, that that movie that uh, that came out on Netflix, Cuties. 
right? Yep. You guys remember all the controversy around that? These little girls, they dressed up in belly shirts, and it was fucking disgusting, right? Um, now, I want to show some comparison here, okay, uh, that leads into this, this major talk. So, like, this, this article from The Guardian, okay, that was written for this Cuties uh, news review or movie review. Uh, the headline reads, Cuties Review, Netflix's controversial child exploitation film is bold, flawed, and misunderstood, right? But look what they have to say about Sound of Freedom. Same, uh, same, same news agency, The Guardian, reading, Sound of Freedom, the QAnon-adjacent thriller seducing America. Uh, Rolling Stone, Cuties Review, a coming-of-age movie caught in the culture wars. Uh, and then in the minor description, it says it's actually a sensitive portrait of growing pains that deserves to be seen. Sound of Freedom, Ro Rolling Stone says it's a superhero movie for dads with brain worms. The QAnon tinged thriller about child trafficking is designed to appeal to the conscience of a conspiracy adult boomer. I mean, uh, this is Forbes. The controversy over Netflix's cuties is totally ridiculous. Guys, it, go it, it goes on. And, and fucking disgusting right um but cnn uh you know we, we talk about why why wouldn't people want this movie it's based on a true story right why wouldn't they why wouldn't they like it is it because you know cnn one of their producers was arrested for attempting to persuade minors to engage in unlawful sexual activity or could it be the the bbc having to suspend one of their top presenters who's accused for paying teen for explicit images I just don't understand why certain people are trashing the movie and don't want to talk about it at all. They don't want human trafficking to be a part of the public consciousness because then they're going to, they're going to find out who the customers are. It's a great question. I mean, that's a great point. <laughs> it makes sense to me. I don't know how it can be. Like, this is another thing like we just talked about in the last topic where, you know, Biden talking about us not having ammunition should be a wake-up call to people to understand what's actually happening on the geopolitical front. This should serve as a wake-up call that all of this shit that you have been told was bullshit is actually somewhat true. And the mainstream media outlets that a lot of you have, you know, put your trust in are actually part of this problem in reality. Why would you, Rolling Stone, or anybody, why would you trash a film for any reason that brought some sort of awareness to this issue with children? At all. No, doesn't matter at all. Why? Why, why would you be against a film that shows a true story about human trafficking so that people can understand this is a real thing that's actually going on? There's only one actual reason and Matt said it right away there's only one reason that they would blatantly rip this shit in public and it's because they don't want you to look at it because once you look at it and you realize that it's a potential real thing and it's not a potential real thing it's a, it real, a thing, real thing you're going to realize what I meant was you're going to start thinking of it as a potential because right now a lot of people are like oh QAnon's fucking bullshit mm -hmm. okay and a lot of QAnon is bullshit but the reality is, is that we're dealing with people in power at the highest level who don't want you to think that this could potentially be going on. Now, why would they not want you to think what's potentially going on? Well, it's because of what Matt said. 
because those people are the fucking customers of that. And, and dude, the more evidence that plays out and the more evidence that rolls out, you know, with the Epstein shit and the way these people are normalizing pedophilia. All right. They're, they're making it okay for grown men dressed as women to go into schools and do dances in front of kids. Shit that would be, bro, if you would have done that 10 years ago, the, the, the fucking neighborhood would have killed you. Okay. So they they're starting to normalize pedophilia. They're denying that this is a real thing. Now, if you just had to like deduce a conclusion from those things, what would you come to? Well, I can't speak for everybody, but what it comes, what my conclusion comes to is that we're dealing with fucking legitimately a bunch of elite fucks that have a lot of money and a lot of power and like to molest little fucking kids. And I, we don't even know if it ends at molestation. We apparently, I haven't seen the movie. You've seen it. Um, apparently these kids end up in all kinds of different situations. It could be just sex. It could be, uh, you know, they kill them. It could be, they use them in sacrifice rituals. And they don't want you to think about those things. They want to, they want to discount those things and say, oh, well, that's, that's, you know, not true. Well, it is fucking true. So who the fuck is doing it? And why has Ghislaine Maxwell been the only person that's ever been con convicted of human trafficking without any uh, people that she's actually trafficked it to? And so we're dealing with like some like seriously evil shit going on in the world that a lot of you guys just aren't willing to address as reality. And it's fucked up, dude. These are fucking kids. Like, you're, you're really not going to get vocal and stand up and speak up for fucking kids? You're going to let grown men shake their balls in front of kids? You're going to let teachers tell their kids that they should get transition surgeries and shit? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, what the fuck is wrong with the people in this country right now? This is fucking unacceptable shit. The people that are making articles like this and bashing the movie, they do what they often do a lot, which is they associate different terms with different things. So like they'll take human trafficking and associate it with QAnon and associate it with Jim Caviezel. Right. And they'll, they'll, they'll associate these things together so that when you think of human trafficking, you automatically associate it with a conspiracy theory. Right. But the fact of the matter is like that is incredibly real. And the actual statistics in the movie that they showed were there are more slaves in the world right now than any other time in human history, even when it was legal. Half of them are sex slaves, and there are millions of sex slaves that are children. That is actually happening in real life. But they want you to associate that reality with a conspiracy theory. For the, and for those that don't know what QAnon is, it's basically the conspiracy theory that there are as Andy alluded to, elites in society that that either molest children themselves or what they often do is use them as a tool in order to blackmail people. Right. And that's why that's where you see all these celebrities, you know, uh, going and promoting the ideas that they want perpetuated in society is because they go to these parties they snap a photo. They got blackmail, and correct, and and that that is how that is how they maintain control over people that have power and influence. That's that's my take on it too, bro. Like that's what I think this whole thing's about. Like I, you know, a lot of people make it to be this. It's satanic, or it's uh, you know these people are just perverts, 
or adrenochrome. Yeah, adrenochrome. Like there's all these things that people say it's for, but actually what I think it's for, I think there is a fucking huge underground network of pedophilia. I think it's an elite thing, kind of like, you know, those movies we used to watch as kids where like ultra rich people go hunt like actual people and shit. I think they really do stuff like that. And, and so I see this in my mind, and this is my fucking observations and what I have decided I think is going on is that these elite people are all involved in some sort of fetish with kids where they molest kids and it's accepted amongst that level. And to get into that level, you have to be a part of that. And the way that you be a part of that is you do it and they have evidence. And then that way everybody's leveraged. So nobody tells everybody's in check. That's right. And then they use these things like Epstein. Like if you think Epstein is the only place in the world where they've been doing this, you're insane. This is, this is how they control every country, not just this country. Okay. So this is a global phenomenon, in my opinion, that's been going on for a long time that they have used, like you're saying, Matt, to leverage society into doing exactly what they want. And this is why you don't see any whistleblowers for it because the whistleblowers are also guilty. So there's nobody coming out and blowing the whistle because they've got some sort of evidence that they participated in this at one point in time. And so knowingly or unknowingly, because remember, this doesn't have to be like an eight-year-old kid you know, or fucking five-year-old kid or an infant, like the crazy shit that you think of when you think of like molesting children, right? This could be a 16-year-old girl that looks 25 that they bring some rich dude to an island and they got like 20 of these and then you fucking party for a weekend and you end up fucking one of them. And that's what the fuck this could be. And so they get that shit on film and they fucking own you forever, dude. They own you forever. And this is what I think is actually going on. I think that's what's happening. I think all these people are guilty, so nobody tells, and that's how they maintain the secrecy of the network. And, uh, you know, to sit here and say, oh, that's conspiracy theory. After all of this evidence that exists has come out in the open, bro, you're putting your head in the sand, just like you're putting your head in the sand about what Biden's doing to this country intentionally. I don't think it's a coincidence that Ashton Kutcher, who was once one of the hottest rising stars in Hollywood, all of a sudden left the spotlight and is now running an organization that helps kids that are being trafficked. I don't think that's a coincidence. How about Mark Wahlberg leaving Hollywood and relocating to Nevada because he doesn't want to be around that environment. Mm -hmm. How about Mel Gibson being blackballed from every single fucking movie ever? He's lucky enough that he's rich to do rich enough to do whatever he wants because he did Braveheart and fucking Patriot and all this badass shit. And now he happens to, be one of the real life guys kind of doing that in his own way, which is cool as fuck. But like, you know, anybody who stands up against it is automatically blackballed. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like these, these, uh, you know, there, this is why we don't see more of it. Like you can't see more of it because everybody who knows about it is in it. Yeah. It's, it's, that's, very, I, that's my take at least for sure. And I think it's very important just in general, you know, if you want to know what, um, what ideas you should subscribe to. I would, I would observe the things that people get the most hate for. So for example, yeah, if, you, if you want to know whether something is true or not, well, can you, for example, if you think that China doesn't own Biden, well, can, can Biden mock China? No. Hmm. If you think that human trafficking isn't real, well, 
look what happens to every single person that talks about human trafficking that's in that's in the the public eye. They're completely wiped out of relevancy as far as those people are concerned to even mention it. Like think of so like think of like how aggressive of a response that is to someone that's just saying, "Hey man, these kids are getting fucking stolen and used and this and that." And then the the automatic response by all the other people in their little uh genre is to like blackball them. Like doesn't that scream like holy shit these dudes are like guilty as fuck? It does to me. Yeah, you can't you can't sit there and say that Mel Gibson got blackballed from Hollywood because he's objectively a bad filmmaker. No. He's one of the best filmmakers of all time. He has he has films that have shaped culture and um you can't say it's because of that. So it's got to be something else. And I No, they say it's because of that traffic stop that he had a number of years ago where he used the N-word. That's what oh, the yeah. people say it is. But that ain't it either. Because there's all kinds of motherfuckers that use the N-word, including the entire population. Not the entire, but the majority of the population that happens to be black uses every fucking day. So we're not like, that's not it either. This is because of this shit that we're talking about. It's just, dude, it bothers me that so many people are so closed off to like admitting that this shit is actually going on. Not just this, this uh, human trafficking stuff, but like the stuff that we talked about in the last topic. Mm -hmm. Like what the fuck do you guys think is going on? Like what do you think? This is normal political environment? Like you think this is just the ebbs and flow? Like I'm trying to figure out what you think. Tell me what you think. Like tell me in the fucking comments. Like what, what, are you, what do you think the alternative is here? Like, cause I'm sitting here trying to deduce all the things and what they mean. And I don't know, like, this is, yeah, this is where we end up. At. Listen, bro, the real world doesn't tell me I'm an idiot. The real world says that I actually am pretty good at analyzing things and making decisions. I've been effective. Okay. So I'm using my skill set to analyze this. And this is what I'm coming up with. What are you guys coming up with? Cause I, if it ain't that, I'd like to know what it is. You think this is just normal political ebbs and flows. If you think that, bro, you haven't been alive long enough to understand what those look like and how they feel. Yeah, I was, I mean, I'm, I'm 26, so I don't, I, I wasn't around for a lot of the, you know, stuff in the eighties and nineties, right. but you know, just looking back, the issues that were being argued back then versus the issues that are being argued now are in completely different. The, the, we are, we are. We, they, they used to argue about, well, is this fiscal policy a good idea? Should, 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 should this be, be passed or no? No, it is like, what is real and what is not? Like that is, that is what we're arguing now. We are, we are arguing fundamental ideas of good and evil. That is what we're Bro, arguing Bro, they now. have us arguing over what a woman is. If you can get people to think that a man is a woman and a woman is a man, what the fuck can you not get them to believe? Exactly. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's very, it's very easy. Like you're born with certain chromosomes and a certain part most of the time. Okay. Like no matter that's how it. big or small and that's it. And I want to say another thing too, um, while we're on this fucking topic, this fucking chest feeding bullshit, oh. bro, that is sexual fucking molestation. Okay. Allowing the, the, the CDC fucking said that physicians should accommodate men who claim to be women that want to breastfeed their child to take a drug to chemically basically ejaculate some sort of fluid from their fucking nipple so that their kid can fucking suck on their nipple and drink it. That, like, what are we doing here? 
playing house. No, 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 bro. <laughs> this is we're past the point. Like, when are we going to fucking do something about this? Like, when is everybody going to rise up in unison and say, no, this is fucking unacceptable. I'm not going to stand by and allow a grown fucking man to let an infant suck on his nipple while he takes a drug that's going to excrete some sort of toxic bullshit into this child's mouth for his own fucking validation as being a woman. I'm not accepting that. That's not acceptable. And then you have the, this, I saw an article this weekend where literally at the end of the article about this chest feeding, this dude writes, and it kind of it got me off a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Don't judge. No, I am judging, motherfucker. We should all be judging. Like, bro, how the fuck can you guys live with yourself being quiet about shit like that? I can't, dude. I don't care what happens to me. That shit's fucking wrong. All this shit's wrong. And I don't know what it is that I have that not everybody else has. It ain't balls, bro. Because I, I think what it is is faith. Because I know I'm going to have to fucking answer for it. I know I'm going to have to answer for what the fuck I did during this time. Did I stand for the right shit or did I keep my mouth shut? Did I say that's fucking wrong? Or did I just fucking say, oh, tolerance? Because, bro, you're going to have to answer for that shit. And it's real shit. Yeah, most people, most people can't conceptualize a reality where that, that is worse than being uncomfortable or inconveniencing yourself or even death. Because you have to, in order to fight the fight, in order to actually be somebody that, that moves the needle in society, you have to conceptualize a reality worse than death. Because it exists. Yeah. It absolutely exists. Yeah. You should be more scared of living a life that where, where you were a coward, where you were afraid to say what you actually think, where you were afraid to make sure good things happen in the world, that you just sat there on your phone, digging into your bag of Doritos and, and you know, finding the next thing to the, the next dopam piece of dopamine uh, charged content to, to pull you away from the reality that we live in. If you want to actually see things change, you have to immerse yourself in this, in this reality. You have to look at the world and be like, yep, this is what it is. And we're actually going to do something about it, which means sacrificing a lot. You have to sacrifice your comfort. You have to sacrifice your convenience. You might have to sacrifice your job. You might have to sacrifice a lot, but the, 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 the reward of doing so, if we all do it, far outweighs the cost. More importantly, the consequence of not doing it. Dude, I'm not willing to accept that. I'm sorry, dude. I'm not, I don't, even if those people get their way and they win and they kill me, I'd be okay with that. Like, fuck you. I'm not fucking doing it. And I'm not standing with it. I'm not standing for it. I'm not going to fucking shut the fuck up. This is bullshit. We got grown men taking drugs to excrete fucking chemicals into infants' mouths that have no idea what the fuck is going on and then writing on the internet saying that it turned them on. No. Like, this is fucking bullshit. And the fact that it's gotten this far is absurd. Like, it's, it's totally changed my understanding of what the people of this country actually are. Like, I grew up thinking we are the baddest motherfuckers on the planet. Nobody can fuck with us. And now I'm like, we're not doing anything about this dude selling our country to another country, nor are we protecting these kids from grown men shaking their fucking nutsacks in their faces, nor are we saying anything about promoting the idea that these kids should somehow have a surgery to affect their genitals that they can never reverse ever. Like, nor are we doing anything about 
You know, the idea of a grown man taking chemical to fucking excrete a chemical into a kid's mouth because they want to be accepted as a woman. We're not doing fucking anything. It's easier to ignore it. And we're the fucking baddest motherfuckers ever. We're like, who, bro, that's a fucking pipe dream illusion, bro. We better find our shit. Otherwise, we're going to get conquered like every other weak civilization in the history of fucking humankind does. That's what's going to happen. We're going to be fucking conquered. Yeah, and, and Bullshit, you, you, have to, you have to stop kidding yourself because there's a lot of these people, I call them gravy seals, that are like, oh, if a war breaks out, it's on. It's like, dude, you can't even put your Mountain Dew down. You can't even get off your phone. Yeah. Like if you think that you're going to, if a civil war breaks out and you're going to, you're going to. You're going to say yes, sir, in Chinese. Like, 100%. <laughs> That's the fuck you're going to say. You think you're gonna you're, you think you're gonna clear the streets with your AR-15, even though you you can't stop watching porn? Like, yeah, right, bro. Up until this, all this too. Do you not remember? Like, you guys should all remember. Do you remember the amount of fucking pro two A badasses on the internet prior to 2020? Do you not remember that? Where they go? Every motherfucker on the planet was fucking three percenter, fucking revolutionary. Don't tread on me. I got my guns and my land and my freedom and fucking all this shit. And bro, when that shit happened and there started to be some real controversy in the world and some real pushback, they fucking ghosted. They disappeared. Now, I'm not saying all of them. There's still some real motherfuckers out there like Mike Glover, Sean Ryan, these dudes who, you know, and a number of other ones I'm forgetting. Okay. But what I'm talking about is the amateur fucking revolutionary that made their whole identity around this fucking ideals that they have not even said a fucking word for three and a half fucking years. They're wearing a costume. Bro, dude, no shit. It ain't no different than any of these other fake motherfuckers on the internet. Yeah, it's the people that are dressing up as a woman. Like, they're doing the same exact thing. <laughs> dude. They're playing pretend. You know, I, I commend somebody who goes on the internet yeah. and says what they actually think is true and tries to wake people up to the reality of what's going on. Dude, it's not like it hasn't cost me a lot. Like, people don't understand that. It's not like it, like people are like, oh, he can fucking do whatever because he's wealthy. No, dude, there, it's cost me a whole lot. I can't even go anywhere. I have people come to my house. I've had people break in my house. I have to pay them fucking over a million dollars a year for security. Like, this shit doesn't, it's not fucking free. And, oh, well, you could afford it. Well, dude, it's not that cool. I'll be real with you. Like, I walk out in my front yard, and I, there's fucking two dudes in my house every fucking day. I don't fucking like it. It's not fun. It's not fucking cool. It's not a cool Instagram flex. Otherwise, I'd be flexing it. I don't fucking like it. Okay? There's sacrifices that people have to make. I get fucking attacked nonstop by everybody on the fucking internet. 50% of the time, I open my fucking phone. Or, I'm sorry. Every time I open my phone, 50% of the people fucking hate me. Like, bro, I don't give a fuck because we got grown men Letting kids suck on their tits, dude. We got a dude in a fucking government office selling our country to fucking China. We got fucking crime in every city, like where people can't even live. We can't, dude. I, dude, I, I don't know, man. Like, the more and more I see people just fucking go along with it, the more and more I'm like, dude, this ain't gonna, this ain't We're gonna fucked. happen. Yeah, no. yeah. And that's dangerous, dude, because before we're quote unquote fucked, all the people who propagated this shit will be fucked first. You know what I'm saying? Because when civility breaks down and because right now we have the law enforced for one side and not the other side. And when that fucking stops. 
there's going to be fucking problems. Fact, man. Guys, tell us what you think in the comments. Let us know where you guys stand on this. But uh, all that being said, we have our final segment of the show. As always, we have thumbs up for dumb as fuck. That's where we uh, bring a headline up. We dive in it, talk about it. And uh, give it one of those two titles. So uh, with that being said, a thumbs up or dumb as fuck headline reads. Why are so many people throwing objects at pop stars on stage? Harry Styles becomes latest victim of dangerous craze where music fans hurl projectiles at singers, including Adele and Pink, as they perform. Have you guys been seeing this trending? No, because I don't give a fuck about any of those people. You see that stuff on threads. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no shit. (laughs) Fucking, I don't even understand why any of you would go fucking pay money to listen to any of that shit. Yeah. Well, listen, so like, no, I, do, I don't know what's I going on. I do like Adele. Adele's right, right. I'm, I'm with you there. Yeah, Adele's not you there. She's good. Guilty uh, pleasure. She, yeah, I don't fucking like know, pink, bro. Yeah, I don't fine. listen to that. I, I don't listen to that uh, shit. I can love. No. Yeah, it's good. No. Yeah, it's my workout nope. music. I listen to Young Dolph. <laughs> well, they probably throw some shit at him, too, if yeah. he was still here. Um, so, article goes, it says, a dangerous craze has seen artists on stage getting pelted with objects during their performances, including a phone, a teddy bear, a bunch of flowers, and a fan's dead mother's ashes. Classy. Uh, The trend, which dates back decades, but appears to have seen a recent spurt, saw Harry Styles shockingly hit in the face by a flying object while he was on stage during his Love on Tour concert in Vienna, Austria on Saturday. Uh, Unfortunately, such occurrences seem to be taking place more frequently with a fan throwing her mother's ashes on stage at Pink's concert at Bebe Rexa's last month being hit with a phone to the face. Adele also paused her recent Las Vegas show to slam the axe as she jokingly dared the audience to throw something at her. Uh, so here's, a, here's a, like a little short compilation of, uh, of all of this going on. Who's that? That's Lady Gaga. If I get hit with more more, if I see one more on this stage, I'm leaving. Those who's that? Is Jason? Who is that? Hey, Cody. Who? Did he walk off stage? Yep. Good. Who's that? I don't know who that was. Harry Styles here. Is that the ashes? (laughs) 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 That's some weird shit though. Of like, what's been that? Have you noticed how people are like forgetting show etiquette at the moment? Who's that? Adele. Dare you throw something at me? Stop throwing things at the artist, but you can shoot things at people. 
She seems to be handling it well. Oh, yeah, no, dude, Adele's awesome. Adele's yeah, fucking we, we awesome. We like Adele. Yeah, so, I mean, what, what do we... <laughs> I don't know, dude. <laughs> I don't know. Imagine you're, thinking you're... this is a problem. Yeah, imagine, imagine giving a fuck. Like, yeah. for real, dude. I like, mean, dude, it's easy I, to say until you get fucking punched in the face with a phone. No, I'm just saying, like, I just don't care. Yeah. Like, I don't care about celebrity culture. Like, celebrity culture to me is dead. I believe those people are paid to do every single thing they do. I don't think any of it's genuine. I've known enough of them to know that that's the way it works. They are paid to say things. They are paid to think things. They are paid to do things. And they are chosen. They're not chosen upon their ability to perform. They are chosen because... They are willing to go along and protect the ideals that these elite people that we've been talking about for the last hour and a half plus actually stand for. And so I have no respect for these people. Not at all. I don't care. I don't go see their shit. I don't even know who the fuck they are. I have no idea because that's how much I care about it. And I would say maybe, um, and I don't know if Logan Paul got this from these guys or if, if he started yes. it. Yes. But they did a brilliant marketing because those guys are great marketers. Uh, where they had all their fans throw prime bottles at them, and it was fucking awesome. It went Same mega concept. viral, and all the media was like, oh, look at this. And that's just an example of someone that knows how to work the system. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I like those guys a lot. So um, anyway, uh, yeah, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Neither do I. Yeah, I don't. I like Adele, though. I, it would be nice for like some of them, you know, like if I really wanted to watch it, it, you know, I probably can't say what I really think because like, it would be a lot funnier if they were throwing like bowling balls and shit. Okay. <laughs> like that would be funny. Like or Bibles. Yeah. Like Throw some Bibles. Bibles. They, yeah, need it. they need it. Yeah. No shit. They do. So, I mean, like, you know, dumb as fuck. If we're going to do something, let's do it all the way. Like, <laughs> fucking chairs. Yeah. Whatever. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. So, uh, love it. Yeah. Dumb as fuck. Yeah. All right. Sweet. Well, guys, Andy, Matt, that's all I got. Yeah. Don't be a hoe. Share the show. Sleeping on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in the cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold, dust a no, headshot